listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Fantasia, day two. Yesterday we saw three movies. That's right. I'm Keith. I'm John. And we are going to talk today about the movies we saw yesterday, which was Sushi, Sushi Girl, Girl Wrong, Wrong, and Low Life. And Low Life. So but we're, we're going to do something a little bit special today because we had some complaints about spoilerificness in our first podcast. So I thought that we would split it up into two different sections. One where we do like a quickie. Review kind of deal, and then the bulk of this is going to be the spoiler I, section. I thought that the, the special thing today was that we were going to be recording naked, because I'm, I'm naked. He is naked, and I am not, and it's quite uncomfortable It's a leather couch. It's so sticky. Everything is sticking. <laughs> Everything is sticking. All right, so yeah, so we're going to do a quick quick rundown, I guess, of the, the movies, what they're, like a little bit about what they're about, a little bit who we think is going would yeah, enjoy yeah, them, yeah. and then we're gonna then we're going to jump into talking about stuff like plot and what we thought of it and all that stuff. So, so the first spoilers. movie was really hyped up, Sushi Girl. Sushi Girl. Like, like being, being touted pretty much as like the big movie of the festival, right? It's the yep. international premiere with a somewhat, I mean, a star-studded cast by genre standards, right? Sure, like sure. like James Javal, who was Frank the Bunny, and uh, Donnie Darko, Tony Todd, who was Candyman, Mark yep. Hamill, who was fucking... Luke Skywalker, Annie McKenzie, who's all over the place. Yep. Uh, Jeff Fahey from Lost, Danny Trejo... And has a cameo. Uh, uh, Tony, what's the name? The uh, Tony Japanese guy. Tony oh uh, yeah, yeah, Sunny Chiba. Sunny Chiba was in Sunny there. Chiba. Yeah. yeah. So this is. Uh, you want to want to do the, tell us about the movie, or I, should, I could. Okay, so this is like a Quentin Tarantino-inspired crime revenge story that yeah. um, gets together a bunch of criminals, and uh, there's an exciting denouement as they explore what happened in the in their collective past. Yeah, the well, without ruining anything, because this is in, like, within the first five minutes, yeah. uh, one of the criminals gets out of jail, and the other criminals think that he has somehow duped them out of some money. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, so basically, I, I would recommend this film to anybody who, I guess, likes Tarantino stuff, I suppose. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you like, like Tarantino crime genre sort of stuff like the badasses being real badass and mm-hmm. like the dialogue being a little bit over the top like all the characters are very much like I, we'll theatrical yeah. theatrical they're all very theatrical it's like very. theatrical performances it's not which is I guess the difference a little bit between that and Tarantino if did you expe- like it? well that's what we can talk about later well, well you can give like the yeah, quickie I, I, I liked it a lot right. but it's just that like whereas in Tarantino it sounds like these are conversations that could sort of happen. I mean, mm-hmm. people are a little more eloquent and long-winded in Tarantino films. Mm-hmm. This, all of these people seem that they were sort of acting on a stage. But since the entire cast was doing it, I feel like it might have been a creative choice. I have the exact same thing to say about this film as you, except I didn't like it, for all the exact same reasons. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Alright, so yep. that was Sushi Girl. Yep. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. Movie number two. Wrong. Wrong. Give me the quickie. Quentin Dupuis or yeah. Dupuis. I'm not sure if it's Dupuis or Dupuis. I'm not positive. Pick one, stick with it. Mr. Wazo. Yep. <laughs> uh, his spiritual follow-up to Rubber. Wrong. Yep. About a man who loses his dog and 
other than the fact that he loses his dog and needs to get it back, nothing in the fucking world makes entire sense at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who would like this would be anybody who fucking liked rubber, I guess. And also anyone who likes sort of, uh, we talked about this before in terms of like rubber, just uh, complete absurdist stuff. If you're Brechtian, Brechtian. Yeah. if you're into Bertel Brecht, yeah. or uh, maybe even a little bit of Samuel Beckett, sure. you'll, uh, you'll get that stuff where it's like there is a narrative, it does tell a story, but the rules of like logic and normalness just really really don't apply at all. Yep. Like with, I, I guess the the one sort of spoiler that will like something if you're like if you're, what do you mean the rules don't apply like gravity and stuff and you're like no just like normal conversation rules like these people you could say something to a person in the plainest terms and another character will just be like I don't understand what you're saying. Like this doesn't make yep. sense. Like there's there's like um when they're hyping this movie they're talking and I'm looking at the quote right here undeservedly absurd. And uh, a singularly amusing head trip. They, like, the kind of implication is that it's, like, over-the-top absurd, but it really isn't. It's, like, very subtle, like, rules of normalcy are just slightly perverse. And yeah. it doesn't go... It's, it's not like there's, like, fish flying out of the sky. Woo-hoy. It's It's just... It's not naked lunch. It's not naked lunch. That's true. Yeah. I would, I would absolutely recommend this movie um, to anybody who is willing to do, like, a challenging... Weird film. Yeah, I, I don't it, know. Yeah. I, I don't even think it's that challenging, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, like to to me, it's you just. It, it's like it's basically the same as watching like a sci-fi movie or whatever. Like where you're just without the sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It's like oh, it's like, like like that's just how things are in this world. Yeah. Like, and it's not. It's not. It doesn't go out of its way to be like super fucking confusing because like the characters still have like their motivations and the characters still have their like their drives and it's just. It's just weird as fuck. Sure. If you can get past the fact that it's super weird, yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's absolutely, re- and funny, really, really funny. Okay, that Third brings movie. us to our as we took our our trip yesterday evening away from any sort of logic. Like wrong was the middle piece yeah. in the logic <laughs> in the logic round because we decided to go. We had a choice between zombie ass and low life. Yeah. We selected, I think. Wisely, low life, low life. Yep. Film out of Halifax, uh, another world premiere. So we saw two world premieres last night, John. Uh, yeah, three, fun. if you count Mr. Gentleman's Blood and Fire, the like Mr. Gentleman's yeah. uh, carry something. I'll uh, look it up. The um, the like the like tiny little yeah, trailer yeah, yeah, preview yeah. to this thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that was a world premiere though. Oh, well, I'll maybe, bet. Maybe he screened it before though. You That's know. true. Shorts are easy to screen. Easy so, low life was the story about some lost people in New Brunswick. I guess I don't want to say too much. Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. Uh, yeah, when. Wrong was not Naked Lunch. This is still not Naked Lunch, but yeah. it's much more Naked Lunch than Wrong. Yeah. Th- uh, if you by Naked Lunch, you're referring to the William S. Burroughs yeah. complete monster mindfuck. Yeah. So, would, without giving too much away, I guess, yeah. if you sucked a little bit of depth out of pie, maybe? If you, like... That's... Like it, yeah, it, maybe. A little bit. Like, like, in terms of, like, only, like, replace math with drugs. Yeah. Sort I honestly of. can't think of any film other than Naked Lunch that this compares to. I I would I'd put it kind of kind of close to pie when you have like the like I said just replace math with lunch and I mean math with drugs rather. I will disagree with you, but I'll explain it why later. Okay. I would have a lot of trouble recommending to Low Life to anybody who isn't like a lover of film who wants to have right. like a very 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 think Eraserhead like it's on the, yeah. it's on a similar line yeah, of Eraserhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the William Lynch. Is that right, William Lynch. Not William Sorry. Lynch. Eraserhead? Yeah. Fuck. David Lynch? David Lynch? David Lynch is like short black and white film. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, short. It, this was still pretty good. It was just very, very hard to recommend because it was a you need to You need movie. to be... You need to be in a, in a 
spot, maybe with some wine and some cheese. And some other people who want to watch a really tough movie so that you can, like, carry each other through the darker yeah. moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will say this, if you're in terms of, like, recommending it, like, I felt that the crowd that was there last night yeah. was very much there to see that movie. Yeah. And and I, and I have no problems with that, and I, I'm not even going to take away from the movie. But there there's stuff in that movie that I thought was really funny that no one laughed at, and then I felt that I couldn't laugh at it because I was in this movie theater with people who were there to enjoy it. As, as well, the two lead actors, the director, the sound guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Who's sitting right behind us. Yeah, much. sitting right behind us. And it's like pitch black, and there's the, this guy all messed up, stumbling around in the forest, bumping into things. And it's like it's, slapstick, but the whole movie around it is so dark, you can't yeah. laugh. And yeah. and even the initial premise, which we're which we'll get into a little yeah. bit later, is also like silly. Like like when they when they bust out their their drug paraphernalia. Oh man, I was like, so good. Yeah. But nobody else lolled. So then I was like, wait a second, am I just not enjoying this the right way? Like. <laughs> and, right, I guess, so and, I, and I guess that's something that would be said about a lot of I think just genre films and experimental films is that like yeah. is there like you're like no you're not enjoying it as art but I'm like but I'm still enjoying it. I'm enjoying the art. Comedy the, is art. I'm enjoying the it. art that the artist made, yeah. but I'm thinking it's a little bit funny and it's fucking absurd as shit. Like it's yeah. super out there as a concept. But yeah, if you're if you're into watching a challenging, not like, not challenging. It's not going to make you think super hard, but it is challenging to watch. Yeah, like playing yeah. a hard video game. <laughs> Maybe. Anywho, let's so talk this in is details. A, yeah. All right. So now we're gonna we're gonna head back to Sushi Girl, and now now we're gonna get our spoilers on. So if you don't want spoilers. Stop the podcast now. And maybe go watch one of these movies. Yeah. All right. Sushi Girl. Sushi Girl. All right. Let me. Let me. Like, I'll make a statement here, and you tell me what you think about this. Um, they overindulged in the bad attitude of all of the characters in the first half of the film. I think bad attitude is something that must be earned by a character, either through witty dialogue or through like behavior or through the direction. And none of these characters had that given to them. They just assumed that they had it, and so it fell flat to me. Well, disagree. Okay. This is six years after they're already established badasses. Probably even ten years after they're all established. They're established in the, in the narrative, but not to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. It's, I, I think that it's sort of relied on its casting. I mean, like, there's only really three badasses in the movie. The guy who I disagree with who's acting like a badass yeah. is the, the criminal who gets out of jail. The fish. Yeah. Fish? Fish. Fish. Yeah, the fish character... He acts like a badass, and you're like, I don't give a shit. But yeah. it's just sort of like, as a moviegoer, yeah. you know Andy McKenzie is a badass because he was a badass and shoot him up and whatever else okay. like that, and he looks like a giant badass. Yeah. You know Mark Hamill can play a badass because of Joker, Joker, and mm-hmm. Tony Todd is fucking the corner in Final Destination and Candyman. So it's kind of like, as a moviegoer, yeah. they don't need to earn your respect that much, and I was willing to accept them as badasses. Yeah. I was less willing to accept Fish mouthing off to those guys. That's that funny. I saw it the exact opposite way. Really? Like fish, fi- like in the story, they're they all saw themselves on equal footing, sort of. But except the fish, except was the, the fish was the rookie. But he, still, he like he like he wanted to run with these guys, right. so he had to like put up that face. But like straight out the bat, Tony Todd is doing the like, you know, walking slow, talking real slow, and doing the intimidating looks and whatever. And I just it, it didn't it didn't sell it to me. No, I I, I disagree. Okay. I, I'm just saying. I I I thought that it was like the. The, the fish character and Francis James Duvall's character yep, yep. just were not strong enough characters to hmm. sort of roll up like if James Duvall's character wasn't in the film yeah I don't feel that there'd be even like a loss like the only reason that he's there I, guess, I think is to be like the human side of things he was the the one who was wearing the wire yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah initially the, the guy who was wearing the wire who was just sort of like he's the only audience's like anger right okay 
Here's another thing that I wrote down that maybe you want to comment on. Okay. The, um, the dialogue in the film was all about one-liner snappy comebacks. That was, like, their way of, of having, like, a repartee with each other. Yeah. And people compared this to Quentin Tarantino works. And I think in Quentin Tarantino films, there's much more interplay between the characters. Well, they we go talked about that in the, back and forth, in the beginning of the podcast, too. Like, it was just yeah. sort of, like, the dialogue is a lot more natural in a, in a Tarantino film. Yeah. yeah. And this yeah. was, like, theatrical. Very theatrical. Very theatrical. And all the performances are theatrical. And like I said, yeah. I, to me, I gave it a pass because every character did it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. if it was just one guy doing it, you'd be like, what is this? You what know? about the Sushi Girl twist where she was the instigator of all of the... Yeah, so, like, obviously this is, like, hugely spoilerific. Yeah. That well, the, that's the point. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. The the denouement at the end of the film is that through the course of the heist that they did six years ago, they murdered the Sushi Girl's... Husband. Husband. Then she got the diamonds and then, I guess, paid her way to be in the scenario where she could probably have a we chance We didn't even describe them. what the scenario was. These no. guys are all having dinner Throw with up. each other, yeah. and then this one guy comes back from prison. They're, they're trying to interrogate him and basically take turns torturing this guy, trying to get the information of where the diamonds yeah. are out yeah, of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, there's this naked girl lying on the table who's covered in sushi, and the deal is that they eat sushi off of her. And then over her cooter is um, Fugu, yep. the, uh, the poisonous Japanese puffer fish that they're all going to eat as like the climax of the meal. As yeah. they fully uncover her. So that's that's what the, the story is. And then, of course, things go wrong. They beat each other up. They get too violent with the guy. They're basically torturing. That, that was the one a whole p- lot of torture. That part. was the one part that I really... The one part of the movie where I was like, what? Yeah. Was when uh, Max, Andy McKenzie's character, yeah. just like, he's in the middle of sort of confession, confessing, and then he just kills the dude because he gets really angry. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? I thought that was going to be a twist that Max was going to turn out to have been the guy who took the diamonds and he was shutting him up because yeah. he had been covering for him the yeah. whole way through. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. what I thought it was. Instead, he was just angry and stupid. Yep. Yep. Maybe. That was it. Yeah, that, that, was, was, that was that moment. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think it's, uh, I think it's good. I still, still recommend it from yeah. the beginning. I, my only, I guess, thing is I don't think it's going to hit like... Rod- Rodriguez or, or yeah, Tarantino yeah. or whatever else like that. Like, it was so close, though, because it, it did so much right. And, you know, one thing yeah. that I thought about the entire length of the movie, uh, yeah. Tarantino quote, when he talked about, like, when he's writing a movie, how he's just listening to his record collection yeah. and, like, listening for, like, music to, like, inspire certain scenes. And yeah. like, music's super important. There was no super cool music. There was at the start and at the end. Yeah. They had good good intro, good outro. Good music, intro, yeah. good outro. And, like, but the trailer had really fucking cool music. And I think that, like, yeah. some badass music would go a long way in Sushi Girl. I completely agree. And in fact, it would have helped to sell the character's badass attitude. Like, if they had... And like, whatever, yeah, like, wall, yeah, yeah. like, wall fucking Hamill walks in as crow and the stuff The way like you're that, saying, like, like they are all being theatrical, if there had been the music to make them more theatrical, yeah. that would have been fucking aces. Well, yeah, well, it's yeah. like the whole the 300 thing, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, the music in 300 makes zero sense, except for the fact that it's a bunch of dudes being badasses. <laughs> like, they're just wailing guitars and stuff like that. And yeah. Like, like, Completely nonsensical, but yeah. But instead, they went with like a nor- a, a sort of typical movie score, score. like yeah, dun yeah. dun dun, like whatever. And I thought that like cool music selections, yep, would have really done a lot to increase the uh, the fun of the sure. torture effects were pretty good though. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, very, yeah, yeah. I was like sold. There wasn't a point where I thought, oh, it's super cheesy. The the bit of the glass sock in the guy's full face. of a broken wine bottle being whipped across the guy's face. That was that was great. I got to see two broken wine bottles last night. Sure did. Broken wine bottle and wrong also. Yeah, yeah, that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cool effects, cool everything. Yeah. Uh, story. The story was even. The story cool. was great. I was there. Yeah. So I guess this is a, a recommendation from Keith and a like recommendation with a reservation reservation from John yep (laughs) so 
the overly theatrical. If you don't mind it, yep. you'll probably dig it. There you go. Very cool. Um, Plus there was a naked chick, which there wasn't much of in the other films. No, no, there was not. You know what? You know, uh, last thing I want to say: the the scene where she is finally exacting her vengeance and explaining the story yeah. to uh, Tony Todd. Yeah. He and she is completely naked and a hundred percent in the dominant position. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. That it was cool. Was, that was, was very good very twist. Because cool. she's, her, her she's like role, submissive right? and naked the whole way through the film, and then all of a sudden she's like this powerhouse. That was her. This is her uh, her acting debut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was sold. I thought it was great. She, the I'm gonna keep talking about it. The um, there are like all these flash scenes where they cut to her face having like the slightest hint of emotion about what's yeah. going on. Very well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like that one scene after um, after Crow and Duke are like are talking and yeah. then they like they turn their back and walk away and, and you, you just, just see, see a quiver. Yeah. You just hear like 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 oh fuck my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like this is gonna be an awful night. And, yeah, like especially yeah. where like she's just lying there on the thing. Everybody's getting killed and tortured around and whatever else. It's like if she. So much as like flinches or reacts or reacts like the gig is up kind yep. of thing, right? Yep. Like, so liked it. I give it a watch it. I suppose I give it a watch it if you're already into films of this genre. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Wrong, wrong. We were both super excited about this movie. Rightfully so. Yep, yep. I feel this was a two star film on our. This was a two star film on our list, and uh, did it live up to it? I would say yes. Yeah, it got. It was yep. exactly the the one part that it didn't live up to I guess I could have even mentioned this at the beginning was that the soundtrack didn't deliver as hard as I thought it was going to I couldn't agree more the soundtrack was good and then this is now we just sound like we're like I'll go see movies for music yeah no this is the second time we have soundtrack gripes about the film you get to say that when it's it's a film that is made by Mr. Oizo and his Mm -hmm. previous forays have had incredible music yeah 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 and then he also had uh, Tahiti Mike or whatever else like that I think one of the other Ed Banger guys or something who was helping out with the music and the music is certainly not Bad. Well, it's, just, like, it's just understated, and it's very rarely used. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of like weird stuff, it, but it's just it's not what you're. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot mm-hmm. of sounds and stuff. Like the whole opening scene mm-hmm. where like every like reveal that's not <laughs> even like a reveal. Like like they'll show like the dog bowl. They're like dung. Yeah. And then like, they show them like open the like mailbox. Dung. <laughs> and there's no. There's absolutely nothing weird yeah. about any of these things that they're giving the like. And I think that's sort of like. That's what the movie is about. It's playing with your expectations. You ex- you hear the sound, you expect it to be something, and then it's not. And he does it to you over and over again. But then when something do- crazy does happen, there's no none done. of that sound. Yeah. You know, the the gardener is amazing. Yeah, Victor. Victor. Yeah, yes. exactly. I don't I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, he, and then he just when he calls him up, he's like, "I should show you this in person." And can you can you give away. an example? We talked at the start about how it doesn't it it isn't like wildly absurd. It is subtly absurd. So like, what's yeah, an example? Per- perfect example. First five minutes. Yep. Uh, he calls up a pizza delivery place yep. because he has reservations about the logic of their logo. Yep. Because it's a bunny rabbit riding a motorcycle. And, and he's like, well, the rabbit is there to represent speed, but then why is he riding a motorcycle? Because the rabbit has no agency in the speed when he's of riding motorcycle, a motorcycle. So you've taken yeah. away from the speed element of the rabbit. Right. And like, this is like a deep concern for the character. And ten minutes of film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. having this conversation with customer service from this place. And then like the customer service agent isn't like you're crazy, but they're like, Oh, I see what you mean. You're like, totally right. I feel I, bad about I'm, this now. <laughs> I'm gonna go check with my manager. You know, like <laughs> Yeah. And, and she comes back, the rabbit represents speed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they get inside and then he's like, I don't think I'm gonna order from here and she's like, Oh, I understand. Yeah. Like I mean I wouldn't order here either. Or the 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 palm tree that is now a pine tree. Yeah. 
Like, just, sir, I think you must see the palm tree. It is very important. I can't explain it. You must see this. In eight years of gardening, whatever the heck I have Here's another one. The, the character has his dog kidnapped. He realizes the dog is kidnapped, and then he goes to his mailbox. And in his mailbox are three objects. Yeah. One is a pamphlet for this pizza place. One is... Shit, what was number two? I can't remember. There was a blank envelope with yeah. nothing written on it that was delivered to him with a stamp. Yeah. And then there was another thing that was like... Something and then he anyway he opens up the first thing and he like investigates it then he and he spends like a while playing with it and then he opens up the the like pizza delivery pamphlet and spends a while playing with it and talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. it but not what is clearly the ransom note or whatever explaining the yeah. situation you know yeah. they it only comes up later he just ignores the obvious clue yep another another one is the is the like the interaction between characters is just unusual you know there's two friends talking to each other across the street and the guy who's across the street is like no no come closer we have to. We have to be closer to have this conversation. This is never explained why. They just have to get yeah, closer and closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that character, too, is just sort of like, yeah, did you see my dog when you went jogging? I don't jog. I, I don't jog. Yeah. You know, I, do, I hate running. And, like, later on in the film, they're like, you know, we have to discuss my problem. Yeah, I can't admit that I, I like I can't admit that I like jogging. <laughs> well, but it's okay that you jog. I don't jog. Yeah, just very funny. Yeah, like, very funny. Like, and you have to just be ready for that sort of absurdist kind of stuff. There were, there were some people sitting behind us at Low Life who were, like, talking about it, like, ah, it's hard to say. They were, like, talking about it, like, it's high art, and there's all these messages. And I'm like, I don't really... I don't know. I don't think it is. I think it, it's, I, it's, it's like, it's, a, it's cinema of the absurd. It's really, really not supposed to be super high. It doesn't have, like, the pretentious of that. But it, I, think, I think there's, like, some sort of yeah. messages, like, sort of, you know? Really? Yeah. Don't take things for granted? Don't, uh... I suppose. Like, I suppose that's there. Like, like yeah. don't don't take things for granted, and, like, just don't, uh... Like... You know what I mean? Or... I think it sort of also shows that, like, in the way that it's not super weird, mm-hmm. that, like... I guess there's, like, some parallels, I suppose, you could try to draw. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's just sort of, like, when you strip away all the weirdness, this is just about a guy who, like, a shitty thing sort of happened to, and it's a little weird, and you sort yeah. of go with him on the trip, you know? So yeah, I think like yeah, there's yeah. like there's some like trying to like lay bare the like certain emotional experiences by putting them into this super weird situation, and you're like even if it, that's a super weird situation, so maybe if you can find a way to, I guess, sympathize with someone whose life is completely unlike yours. Yeah, you know, I guess. And, and it's it's kind of restrained from rubber, which was like this this tire comes to life and can kill people by vibrating at them, and like that is just like wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And then you watch it and. and you identify with the tire somehow, and mm-hmm. and that's definitely like absurd. This one, it's like more subtle. The absurdity. It's very, it's very human. Very subtle. Well, very exactly, human, but also yeah, funny as fuck. Yeah. 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 Would even see again. I would. I think I'd have to give it a couple months before I saw it. Yeah, I, would, I, mean, I don't have a desire to like immediately see it. Yeah. See it. We, we could run over to the the, the cinema, the screen media room. screening room and watch it right now. Yeah, we're going to that. I, I, I thought it was pretty great. It was it was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Recommend. I'm trying to think if there's anything that we should maybe touch on about wrong. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's anything clear. If you liked Rubber, you will like this. Rubber you, is, Rubber is on Netflix. It also works with if you are somebody who likes the theater and you like absurdist theater, like oh, yeah, Reina yeah. said us, or we mentioned Brecht, or yeah. whatever. Like for sure, for sure, for sure, check this out because this is this is people following that tradition on the screen right now. Yeah, for sure, very much so. And everybody, yeah, I don't want to spoil too many scenes because it's all like every scene 
there's has a surprise something kind we could of talk a... about. Like, yeah, we could talk about the whole plot about like telepathically communicating with his dog or the guy who poured acid on his face and didn't realize he loved his I face until he lost it. I did not know that I loved it. my face until, <laughs> until I poured, poured acid, acid on, on it. it. And then I knew. Exactly. My friend told me to pour acid on it and I did it without thinking. It was a stupid decision. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And that guy is fucking, I can't remember the name of the actor, but he's been in a lot of he's stuff. In he was in, he's stuff, in Go yeah. and he was, he was oh, all yeah, over the place. I should have looked that up. Look it up. If I had been a quality reporter guy, I would have had that right now. Why do I employ you, John? I don't know. Maybe you should uh, dock my pay. Dock your pay. Jack Plotnick, Steve Little, Eric Jeter, William Fitcher, Alexis Jenna. As one of those guys. Hooray! Let's move on to our third. Well, I guess final. we we can, we can give a brief shout out shout out yep. to the short film that we saw before Low Life. Blood and Fire. Blood and Fire, which was a ten minute. Drummy thing with some strobe lights. So, okay, loopy, repeaty, drummy music. Yep. You know, for like ten minutes. Yep. And then images that would flash repetitive, repetitive sequences of static images to the beat of the song. Yep. Of people in various states of fantastical dress. Correct. And then the author... What do, you, what do you take away from it? Whatever you want. Yes, the author afterwards did a little very brief Q&A where he said, like... People asked him, like, you know, so, like, was that guy supposed to be, like, a voodoo guy? And was that chick supposed to be a witch? Whatever. And he was like, well, they're kind of characters I made up, so you can take away from this whatever you want. Yep. It's sort of a thing that I would, like... Would not be out of place, I guess, in some sort of a beatnik cafe in the 70s or something. You or, know, like, like, a vernissage... Yeah, you're sort of like sitting there with some cheese. But I didn't really click to this too much. I, I got a little annoyed by it, but um, also ten minutes. Ten okay. minutes. It was like a little, a little long. Yeah, I got really sleepy, which I think <laughs> diminished my enjoyment of low life a little bit. Yeah, because I was a little bit sleepy from that film. Hmm. Sort of sad, but I wasn't that sleepy. I yawned a couple times, but it was two o'clock in the morning, so that yeah. makes sense. What then, do you say about low life? Low life hit. Yeah. So the drugs that we were talking about at the beginning yeah. is actually, and this is a bit of a reveal in the movie, which is why we didn't talk well, about. This it is at the, the reveal. <laughs> Well, yeah, of. well, sort of. Yeah. Like he's, this guy's carrying around this, um, Asa, is carrying around a cooler, like a Coleman cooler, and yeah. it's sort of like, there's a lot of, like, the camera keeps, like, panning over to it, and, like, whatever else. Like, yeah. What's in the fucking cooler? Something dark. He's a severed head. And nope. he's, hold on, but, but before this, he's returning to visit his daughter, who he has well, been, yeah, I don't know if it's sort of implied that it's his daughter, but cert- clearly some younger girl that he's had a, a connection with. He's returning to visit her after a long time away, and there's a lot of tension in the relationship, and they build up this cooler over several scenes to try and, like, show... As, as a thing, like, there, yes. there's, there's film, there's shots of him, like, wandering the wilderness with this cooler, yeah. and there's shots of him in, like, the bathroom with this cooler, like, rehearsing what he's going to say. Her glancing at the cooler as he puts it down. Yeah, know? and, like, they show it in the back seat. Like, it's, it's a very, um... Yeah, the, the cooler serious. seems serious. Serious business. And then he's out of the room, and she walks over and finally decides to open it, and he catches her doing it, and is like... You know what's in there, and she was like, "I hope it wouldn't be like this this time." Yeah, he's you know? like, "He's like, you want to join me?" And then she's like, "I don't think so. Last time wasn't so good." And he's like, "You know, I'm always down." Yeah. And they pop open the cooler, and then they suck on starfishes. That's right. They pull starfish out of this uh, animatronic in some scenes, real in others. They pull out honest God starfish and start sucking on them. Yep. Because they they agitate the starfish, then a goo comes out, and they suck on it, and then they trip. It fucking balls. Trip fucking balls on sucking on starfish. And they put s- seasoning sometimes. These are like the decorations that they add to their drug use. Yep. To but, like I, but I think I think the seasoning, because like, there's always that sort of sizzling, I think that's part of agitating it, right? Oh, like, I see, I see. Like, yeah, I and they it. mention that later, that like it's the poison, you gotta like, whatever. There's, there's another drug connoisseur they meet later who like has 10-year-old starfish that he's been like making them strong and growing them up so their venom will be... 
extra good. Extra good. <laughs> then he chops him up, which is sort of weird after ten years. Yeah, and feeds him to the girl until she dies, and then he the, rapes the, her. But then does she die? Because then she's pretty nope, alive. No, at you're the right. End. She's alive at the end, and then she <laughs> she she appears to be dead. Then gets yeah. buried. Then comes back. This is this movie, guys. Like it's. Well, no, th- that isn't this movie. That, no, no, that, no, that's the plot in the sense that, like, Reservoir Dogs is about some guys who shoot each other. The, the, like, what really goes on in this movie is this, like, very slow-paced, black and white... Sometimes. sometimes. In the wilderness, it's in color. Yeah, but in the city, it's, city, black it's in and black and white. And yeah. they, they visualize these guys getting more and more hooked on starfish and just... And you're forgetting... Uh, nope. First of all, you're forgetting the what sounds to be, like, a Native American voiceover doing, like, wandering through the muck. Like, the, maybe the voice of the dog. That's what it was... Supposed to be. I thought, yeah, and I, I connected on the Native American thing too. It very much had like the old wise Native American guy yeah. talking about the wolf spirit wandering in the muck, and yeah. and and then yeah. there's also Mudman. There was Mudman. There was Mudman, who is the man who worked in a place where the, the main character had to kill eels all day long, all day long, and then put them on a boat. And the old guys came and they picked him up to make fancy soap. And the Mudman tripped him out, and now this is why you should see the movie because at one point. Uh, the main character, Asa, rolls yeah. over with a cigarette stuck on his face in bed, looking at the girl that maybe is his daughter, maybe he's in love with. It's yeah. not really ever explained. Then the girl sort of transforms into Mudman. Then Mudman <laughs> says, Yo, banana boy, God is the devil dog. No, God is a dead devil dog. God is a dead devil dog. Yeah. But it's like, Yo, banana, Yo, banana boy, boy. <laughs> God is the dead devil dog. And you're just, like, I was just sitting there and I was like, I was ready for credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just being like, it'll, boom! It'll, it'll never get past that Yeah, moment. exactly. And it didn't. Like, to be fair, that was the, no, like... No, I, dis- I disagree. When the guy is tripping balls in the woods, his whole... He's, like, losing control of himself. He's wandering around barefoot. He's covered in scabs. He goes back to the place where he buried the girl who he thought tripped out, and the body is gone. Yeah. And she's woken up from her drug-induced coma and stumbled off by herself. Now, do we want to spoil the very, very ending? Oh, man, I this don't is know. A, this is a huge yeah. spoiler. If you have any intention of watching Low Life... Definitely, and you should, and you should. Definitely, like, if you're, like, a film, I guess, not necessarily a student of film, you don't yeah. need to be a formal student of film, but if you're a fan of film, like, I guess capital F film. William like, S. Burroughs' Naked yeah, Lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If, then, if, if anything that we're talking about sounds cool, stop the podcast, because okay. this next spoiler is you. So she wanders off after this and stumbles into a grove that has a muddy pit with six or seven naked people writhing yeah. in pleasure at the foot of of a gigantic, and I mean like seven foot long starfish with yeah. a human face enticing her to come and join them. Yeah, and the, but then yeah. the human face is the face of the, the other character, Asa. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, like, like goo pouring out of his mouth and everything else like that. And you're just sort of like, what is this? Yeah. Could have even ended there. Then there was still a little bit more. There was a whole bunch of dialogue. And then she had to decide if she was going to join them. And I'm pretty and, sure she did. Well, it's... It's left up to interpretation. It's left up to interpretation yeah. because then it bounces back. To the Stuff that was a little yeah. bit weird, the yep. the whole Tommy Gods storyline seemed completely irrelevant other than mm-hmm. the fact that he went to the island to... Introduce them, I guess, to yeah. the starfish. And, and on top of that, too, then there's like the wolf that maybe is in charge of the island because like in some of his dialogues, they're like, I swear Tommy is the last. Yeah. You know, yeah. but then, yeah. then Asa and Eleanor, I think is her name, the main character and the young girl also go to the island. Like, maybe the the... The wolf is malevolent. Like, there's a... Or it could be that the voiceover was actually the voice of the starfish guy. Because I think it's possible that starfish was not the main actor. It, uh, it definitely was. It definitely was. 100%. Yeah. I'm... Not 100%. Yeah. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. And yeah. Was, yeah. I, I really think it was. Like, his face looked really, really, really similar. So a bunch of people said that this is another film that is carrying on the tradition of 
down east horror films in New Brunswick. Yeah. You think this this fits in along with Oboe with a Shotgun? Uh, it's certainly not. Certainly Oboe with not. A shotgun. And they yeah. did, and they didn't. Well, in the corridor, I think the corridor is the other one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the corridor. Yeah, and it's certainly not one of those films. Yeah. However, I, I think that it is, I guess, sort of cool that these movies are being made in our country. Totally. Like, totally. I'm there. Like, like that's, I mean, like they they are different, but they are like they're they're both <clears throat> like deep, deeply specialized genre films. Yeah. Like yeah. that 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 these this sort of movies are getting Really if 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 you're curious, I mean go watch the trailer although you'll get nothing from it, but also go try and find a clip from Eraserhead. Yeah. I think that's uh, another film that I think very I, strongly the trailer curious. certainly did not mislead me. <laughs> like, like But it didn't tell you anything. It's it just weird pictures of a dog. But, it, but if you don't enjoy the trailer you're not going to enjoy the movie. Okay, that's true. I think that's that's, very, uh, that's, very that's fair. fair. Um I enjoyed the experience. Don't get me wrong. Yep. It was just a very Dark, Long. twisted. I, w- Long. I was really. I think it clocked at just about two hours, almost. Yeah, we got out of there at like two thirty. Yeah, ish. and I think, but I think it started at maybe twelve twenty. Quarter because, past, maybe because of the other movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it could have done with maybe a little editing, like an hour and a half. Yeah, they spent two years making this thing. That's yep. something that came up. It's just like on and off. What else yeah. should we say about this? This is this is tough, man. It was a good movie though. It's hard. Yeah. Um, DDR. I don't know how he stuck through it. I was kind of expecting him to bounce. He was drinking a shitload of rum. Yeah. I saw his bottle of rum like discarded in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, he fucking drank he that fucking rum. He fucking drank a shitload of rum. And I think he was just sort of like, I just gotta, just gotta power through this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was sort of like, not to say I felt bad, because, yeah. like, because uh, whatever, but I was like, I, I was a little surprised he didn't bounce. Yeah. Like. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we, should, we should talk to him. Find yeah, find out what he thought. Do we have anything else to say? We are going to see two movies. Yep. To which we, I guess, will have a podcast hopefully tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow. hopefully. The um, Fantasia experience continues. Yeah, uh, there are two movies that we're going to be watching today. Well, I'm going to be definitely watching two movies. John might be doing three, right? Yeah, maybe uh, We're going to be definitely doing Lloyd the Conqueror yep. and uh, Funeral Kids, Funeral Kings. Which is something that we thought was one star but should have been two. And yep. Lloyd the Conqueror is the movie about LARPers. LARPers. Yep. And John might be going to see the documentary My Amityville Horror. My Amityville Horror, the true life story of the, the, person, the kid who was involved in the actual Amityville Horror yep. experience. And did you had another movie that you wanted to maybe go see? Well, there's that uh, Carnival. Devil's getting, Carnival or whatever? Car- yeah, Devil's Carnival is going up okay. tonight at midnight. But um, that's that's very much on the outs. i got to work tomorrow. See how you uh, see how you feel. Yep. All right, this is another episode of 9 to 5 goes to Fantasia. Hope you enjoyed it. Just tune in. I guess tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. Bye, friends. Also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number nine t o number five c c on Twitter. So uh, and also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have zombies and loathing after the bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in nine to five illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a nine yes or a go plug yourselves. And on Fridays we have fine arts with either Sophie and Scott. And uh, you know maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point too. You can only hope. All right, thanks.
9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.